Welcome to the Business Journey for Teens podcast. I'm your host, Imuna Zakowski. This is the podcast where successful professionals give career advice to ambitious teens, just like you and me. Welcome to the Business Journeys for Teens podcast. I'm your host, Imuna Zakowski, and today I'm interviewing Mia Walinski. Mia is an eating disorder dietitian and has been working in this field for five years. Before this, she worked as a dietitian in a geriatric setting for many years. She also has experience running corporate wellness programs, as well as being a yoga teacher and bringing that into her nutrition sessions. Hi, Mia. How are you? Hi, Muna. I am well. Thank you. I'm really excited to learn about your job. I am very excited to be here and be part of this podcast. So thank you for inviting me. Thank you. So I just read a bio about what you do. So what is it that you actually do? What does it mean to be an eating disorder dietitian? That is a good question. So I guess I'll start off by telling you what a day looks like, because there are just so many ways to answer that question. Um, Well, I currently work in what we call an outpatient setting. So I work in a private practice and I actually mainly work over Zoom and and through telehealth, but I do go into the office for a couple hours every week. And what I do is I work with people who have eating disorders who are working on repairing their relationship with food. And I work with my clients, their parents, their support system. Sometimes they don't have parents. Sometimes they have kids who are supporting them because I have many adult clients. My clients actually range from 10 years old to 75 years old. So a whole range there. I like wide range of ages, which is really nice. It gives the job a lot of um, spice in life. And... I create meal plans for them, and I feel like I could keep going on and on. So let me know if you have any questions based on what I just shared so far. So what's the difference of what you do now versus what you did five years ago when you were a dietitian in a geriatric setting? What does that mean? That's a really good question. So in the geriatric setting, I'm working with, I I was working with the older population with people typically over the age of, we're going to say 65. Um, But my oldest patient at the time was actually 107 years old. (laughs) So I was working with the older population in a nursing home, actually, and in group homes as well. So they needed a lot of care. And there, the dietitian's role was mainly to figure out how to keep people alive nutritionally, like to feed them through supplements, you know, like ensure supplements or tube feeding. The dietitian was in charge of calculating how much formula the patient needed and what type of formula that we would put through um, a tube feed through a stoma. Wow. So I'm sure that's really different than what you do now because now you work with younger people. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I I do. I should point out that that background was actually really helpful for me. It was a great foundation. Um, Now I do have patients on tube feeding my, you know, I do have some eating disorder patients who need to be tube fed. But luckily, that's not, you know, so common. And, And when they are tube fed, it's typically just temporarily. And part of my job is to help them get adequate nutrition through their PO intake, you know, through their oral intake to try to make eating as normal as possible. We, we don't never want somebody to be, to rely on a tube feeding to stay alive. Um, but yeah, so it is very different. 
And, you know, overall, I'm working with a younger population. And um, I do see a lot of people get better. And that's part of what I love about my job. I actually absolutely love my job. I don't know if I've mentioned that. I, I love it. <laughs> do you remember when you first developed an interest in this career? Yeah. So when I was an undergrad student, I was really interested in science and medicine. And I was actually on track to be pre-med. And I had realized at the time that I was taking all the prerequisites either to go to medical school or to pursue a degree in nutrition. And at that time, I decided nutrition was the best route for me for several reasons. And I really never turned back. <laughs> I love it. Mm-hmm. I think great. it's such a great field. Um, so you already spoke a little bit about what your average day work, your average day of work looks like. But um, I have a few more questions. So do you ever see your patients or it's all on Zoom? Yeah, so I go into the office a few times a week. I do see some people who only want to be seen in the office and there are certain people who need to come into the office to get weed. So, you know, those people I see in person or just, you know, sometimes it just seems to work to meet a client in the office. So I really go back and forth, but I'd say like 95% of my sessions are virtual, which is, you know, definitely nice and convenient for me and for my client. And part of what's cool about that is that I get to see my client in their own home setting. I get to see their kitchen and what their pantry looks like. And um, we prepare snack together. And very often we eat meals together. And sometimes we even do, we do cooking together. I've done some cooking demos over Zoom with my clients. Oh, wow. That's fun. So you really get grocery chores. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that's, that's great. I guess you get to see them out of the work professional environment. Um, how many hours a day do you usually spend working? Um, so on average, I spend anywhere from, I recently cut down. So it's like six to seven hours in session, which means I'm one-on-one with a client. And I'd say an average of maybe an hour to an hour and a half doing paperwork and um, coordinating care, which is a fancy way of saying, speaking to other providers. You know, I, I have to speak to all of my clients, doctors and therapists and their caregivers, their family members, you know, more often than not, their parents. So that's like that extra hour and a half, I'd say on average. So what's the total? Six or seven, you said? Um, no, closer to like eight hours. That's really an average. I've been trying to work a little less on Fridays, but I also work on Sundays. So I'd say, um, you know, average of, if you count all the extra time, maybe seven and a half hours, but I don't really have to commute, which is great. And I also, when I go into the office, I live six minutes away. (laughs) So that's great. What's the average starting salary for your career? Good question. I think there's a huge range. um, And I know there's actually a huge range in starting salary, depending on setting and geographical location. So I know in New York, the salaries are a little higher. I attend networking groups with dietitians from all over the country. Um, I know like in the Midwest, salaries are a lot lower. 
So anywhere, I mean, the last starting salary I heard was anywhere from like 30 something to like 70 something starting, wow, which is crazy. Hard. Yeah. Yeah. And 30 is like so low because we were in school for so many years. Yeah. Yeah. So many. <laughs> um, where did you grow up? I grew up in Rockland County. In New York? In New York. Yes. What college did you go to? So I went to, it was called Marymount College. It was part of Fordham University. And that was in Westchester. I commuted there. And then I went to College of St. Elizabeth, which is a Catholic college in Morristown, New Jersey. Um, I went there for graduate school. They're actually known for their nutrition program. And then I did um, a virtual internship through University of Delaware. What was your master's degree in? Sure. My master's degree was in food and nutrition. And I actually specialized in pediatric nutrition. Like I did my research in pediatrics because um, we needed to do a thesis. So that's what I chose. I chose nutrition during infancy, actually, which was really interesting. And are those the majors that you would recommend someone study to succeed in that career path? Or looking back, would you have done something differently? Oh, that's a, such a good question. So in terms of like undergrad, there's no choice. You have to, you have to go to a nutrition program and major in nutrition in order to become a dietitian. Like there's no other way to do it. Um, for graduate school, unless things have changed, um, graduate school, there's a little more leeway. You can get like there are a whole lot of master's degrees out there now. And honestly, I'm pretty far removed from the world of academics because I graduated so many years. I finished my master's in 2007. So that was many, many years ago. So I know a lot has changed. But if I could do it again, I may have um, got my master's in public health, which is a little different than, than what I did. Uh, would you recommend this job to young people who are getting started on their careers today? Do you think it will still be relevant for a long time? Oh, I think it's only growing and booming. And yes, I think it'll be relevant for a very long time. Um, and I think technology has definitely changed the way that we work, but we will always need dietitians. Like technology will not replace the work that we do. And it, it, a lot of it is about that connection and that therapeutic relationship and connecting with someone. So I think there will always be a need. And listen, everybody needs help with their eating. Everyone needs guidance and everyone needs support at different times. So I think it's a great field and we will always be in high demand. And that that does seem to be the case from what I've heard. Yeah, I agree. That makes sense. Do you think it takes a person with a specific personality to do better in this career? So for example, someone who's more, who's better with people. So I think anybody could succeed in this field. Absolutely. But I think it depends on what specialty you find yourself in. So I do think to work at the job that I'm working in now, you really, you know, do have to like being with people, talking to people, because um, that's like a huge part of the job. But there are so many other areas of my career, of my field, that where that isn't necessary. Okay, thank you. And um, 
what should teens or college students be doing now to get into this career path? So are there any internships or part-time jobs you would recommend that give you the skills you need? Yeah, so there are lots of internships. Um, I mean, typically internships are done when somebody finishes their undergrad degree. That's when like the formal internship is done. But you can still do some work for a dietitian, even in high school. Um, we've had some high school students come into the office and help out a little bit here and there. Uh, so yeah, you could try to find a dietitian, see if they need some help. Maybe they need some help with their social media or their website. And, you know, if those are skills that you have as a teenager, then you, know, you definitely have, have something to offer and, and you can start learning. Um, what other, where else can you get experience in high school? Um, well, I know you said you, were, you weren't sure that you were going to go into this field until college. So you probably didn't have any jobs or internships earlier that right relevant to this field right I mean I did work in my father's office my father's a doctor and I worked in his office for quite a few summers so that helped I definitely as much as I didn't like um, filing papers which is pretty much all I was qualified to do in high school but I still did enjoy being in a medical setting definitely found that to be interesting so, but yeah, I did not like have experience working for a dietitian before. Most people don't because like, even though there are, there, there are very limited opportunities. You have to be really creative, I guess, to try to create an opportunity. Yeah. So looking back, would you have done anything differently to prepare yourself to enter this career? It's also hard to answer because I feel like so much has changed. Like if I was entering a career, my career in 2022, like there's a lot I would do differently, but so much has changed in the academic system. Like now you could get your master's even in like eating disorders as a subspecialty. So what would you have done differently if you were doing it in 2022? So you just said you would get the master's in eating disorder. Is there anything else in specific? Sorry, I don't think it's an eating disorders. I think there's like a focus in eating disorders. Um, there's actually a master's program that, is a joint program with um, a diabetes education program that I may have done because that it's always important to know a lot about diabetes with, you know, when you look at the numbers, the amount of people that have diabetes and the amount of people that are developing, being diagnosed every day, it's just mind boggling. And um, diabetes is another interesting area for me. And, and I actually have quite a few clients with diabetes as well. Oh, interesting. Do you believe that your work positively impacts the world? And what kind of impact do you think it has on your clients? This is a big question. It sure is a big question. And I guess everybody does want to feel like they're making an impact. Um, I have to say, I think like I'm lucky in this field. It's very easy to feel like you're making an impact every day. It is hard, you know, you don't always see people change in the way that you feel like they need to be changing in this moment. But um, I think just seeing somebody make little improvements in their lives is very, is very rewarding. And yeah, it, when you when you make an impact on one person, it ultimately affects a lot of people, right, because it affects their family and their their future and their relationships. So yeah. I guess I would have to say it impacts the world. So, yeah. So what is it that you actually do? So you 
you meet with people either Zoom or in person and you help them with their meal plan and you talk to them? Is it like therapy a little bit? A little bit. Yes, a little. We're considered like nutrition therapists. Um, but not, not psychotherapy, you know, all of my clients have therapists. That's something that's very important because we all have to work together as a team and, you know, I don't do what the therapist does. So yeah, we're talking about their relationship with food. We're talking about different challenges that came up during the week with following their meal plan or, or eating the way they were, you know, the way we had discussed, like, let's say they set some goals about different foods that they're going to add into their diet and they have a hard time with it. We talk about it. We talk about different food related obstacles that came up, um, especially now with the Jewish holidays coming up. We're spending a lot of time talking about how people, how my clients should substitute certain foods that they know they'll be eating on the holidays, you know, how they should substitute that for other foods. Um, so we just talk about so many different things. <laughs> I, I, I could go on, but was there anything that I said that you think would be helpful for me to elaborate on? No, I think that's good. Um, if you could go back and give one piece of advice to your teenage self, what would it be? You know, in my field, we talk a lot about self-compassion and like looking back at our younger, the younger version of ourselves with compassion. So, you know, I try not to look back and have any expectations, but I guess... Um, what, what would I have told myself? What piece of advice would you give your teenage self? So it could really be anything like socially work school. Um, yeah, that it will, that it'll all work out. And I guess the pressure, well, the academic pressure that I had felt in high school, just knowing that it's not, you know, it's not going to make or break anything if I put tons of pressure on myself and and get straight A's. Like I, I could be successful even if I'm not a perfect student. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, and that um, life will get easier. Um, school could get easier because I found high school to be a lot harder than college and, and really? graduate school. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> um, everyone told me that would be the case, and, and it was. I remember finding college to be really not so challenging, and I, I took a lot of credits each semester. I, I you know, maxed out on credits. But the, the pressure that I felt in high school, I, I can't compare that to anything else because it was, yeah. Well, the world has changed. <laughs> um, what's your favorite book? Well, basically, professionally, I, I say that my favorite book, professionally, my favorite book is the original intuitive eating book by Elise Rush and Evelyn Triboli. And I often tell my clients, it's like our Bible. <laughs> it's the book that we often read with clients and um, we use this book as a guideline to help our clients like rebuild their relationship with food and understand their hunger and fullness cues and kind of start to listen to their bodies because a lot of people with eating disorders have had histories of um, tuning out their needs and not really being tuned into their bodies and, and not really being so aware of what their bodies need. So I, I do like that book a lot. And you'll see a copy of it on my desk always. <laughs> um, 
yeah I think I've seen it there um I'm sure do you have any book you would recommend to teens who are trying to learn more about just like this field in general or the same one I don't know for teens trying to learn about the field honestly I bet there's a book out there because there's there are a lot of great dietitians writing amazing books and I could see I wouldn't be surprised if there was a book out there for teenagers but hey Amuna I was actually thinking I'm at like a point in my career where I feel like I should have published a book maybe we should publish that together (laughs) a book a career book for high school I mean on well I would only do the nutrition piece but (laughs) that would be pretty cool people will be so inspired by your podcast so (laughs) (laughs) um they'll want to buy your book yeah for sure we'll advertise it here um (laughs) so I mentioned at the beginning that you're also a yoga instructor and you add this into your nutrition sessions. So how does this work? You just like, yeah. Yeah. Good question. I, I, I didn't get to mention one other thing that I've done in the past five years professionally. I worked in an outpatient treatment center for people with eating disorders. And I actually did that for two years. And in that treatment center, I did a lot of like group education and, and I taught yoga. Um, I was a new yoga teacher at the time, and I loved it. I loved teaching yoga in a group session. With that being said, I don't do as much yoga now with my clients. Sometimes I'll add in a few different poses that help my clients relax. A lot of my clients experience a lot of anxiety before, during, and after eating. So there are some yoga poses that can be very calming so sometimes I'll teach them a pose or two and you know occasionally I will I will do like 15 minutes of yoga with them if that really seems to be something helpful and sometimes just moving the body in a healthy way can be really healing when somebody doesn't feel up to talking yeah that makes sense so did you become a yoga teacher when you learned that it can improve your sessions or did you have a passion for it before Good question. So I was reading a lot about yoga being used in eating disorder treatment. And I thought that was really cool. And at the time, I myself just loved practicing yoga. I was trying to take yoga classes like once to one to three times a week, depending on my schedule. And I was inspired. And I figured, you know what, I'm specializing in eating disorders, I should really get certified in yoga and see if I can figure out a way to incorporate it into my sessions. And um, so even though I'm not actually adding in yoga to most of my sessions, a lot of the yoga foundation and philosophies have really helped me be a better practitioner. Wow, that's so interesting. Like the patients, what kind of things? Yeah, it's all it's all great stuff. And I also love yoga and I'm so passionate about it. And um, one more thing that's kind of related that I love doing is I often do walking sessions with my clients. And sometimes they're just short, you know, we just do like 10 minutes of walking while we're talking about something nutritionally related. Um, but sometimes I also have them do like a little mindful meditation while they're walking. And sometimes it can help my clients get out of their head and, and get into a state of relaxation, or um, sometimes they need some distraction, and that's healthy. So I'm, you know, 
I like to add that in at times. And I, I feel very passionately about being outdoors. I love being outside. And there's, I believe the outdoors can be really healing. So for a lot of my clients who really struggle with different mental health, um, different mental health issues, different mental health, I'll say, who struggle with different mental health diagnoses, it, being outdoors and learning to go outdoors and, and try this like meditative walk can really be helpful in addition to everything else that we're doing. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I love being outdoors. Um, okay, anything else you'd like to add for our listeners? Well, I was going to say, just having just spoken about the outdoors and yoga and earlier earlier in our chat, I was talking about helping my clients with um, recipe ideas and looking at their pantries and helping them with meal prep and sometimes doing cooking demos. I feel like I really get to combine a lot of my passions when I, when I work, which is just so nice. And that's part of what I love about my job because I do love cooking and, you know, I love, I love yoga and, and the outdoors, as I just said. So mm-hmm. I feel very blessed that I could combine a bunch of my interests and passions into, into my sessions. And that could be part of what I do every day. So yes. it's part of what makes me so passionate about this field. That's amazing. Yeah. Sounds yeah. really interesting. Um, thank you for sharing your experience and advice about your career as a nutritionist. And I know our listeners are really going to learn and enjoy listening from you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Amuna. I want to say I love your podcast and thank you so much for interviewing me. It was such a pleasure. Thank you. I had so much fun. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Business Journeys for Teens podcast. If you enjoyed this show, be sure to subscribe and leave a five-star review. See you next time.